We were talking yesterday about knowing that God was all we needed and we only find this out when he's all we have. Sometimes he has to allow circumstances to bring us to the end of ourselves before we will willingly relinquish our demands for him to do the things the way we want them done. I'm sure you've experienced that in some measure in your own life. We cry out to him to answer prayer in a particular way and the heavens are brass. We think he doesn't hear or is unwilling to help. We rail, we plead, we bargain and finally we accede. You win. In his kindness he leaves us alone in order that we discover that he does know best and what we were pleading for so importunately wasn't his best. What we were clamouring for wasn't his will. We were missing him. It's at that point that we begin to experience him and for some it's extremely inconvenient. Many people confuse experiencing God with a warm feeling of being loved and enwrapped. That's lovely, but the reality is you always wrap a baby up in something warm. When the child starts to grow, you begin to change it. And this is where if we are locked into the lovely warm fuzzy experience, we experience something of a cold shower as he sets his face as flint to conform us to the image of his son. And we find that we could get away with putting our breakfast on our heads when we were nine months old, but now we're ten years old, it won't be tolerated. Just good, normal child training, really. It may come as somewhat of a shock to see that all the circumstances around your life right now are compatible with his will. Because everything can be used for profit. There are no loss accounts in heaven, only profit. So it behoves us to find out what he's endeavouring to teach us in our current circumstances in order that we may grow. 1 Peter 4, 12-17 in the Passion, headed up suffering and glory. Beloved friends, if life gets extremely difficult with many tests, don't be bewildered as though something strange were overwhelming you. Instead, continue to rejoice for you in a measure have shared in the sufferings of the Anointed One so you can share in the revelation of His glory and celebrate with even greater gladness. If you are insulted because of the name of Christ, you're greatly blessed because the Spirit of glory and power, who is the Spirit of God, rests upon you. Let none of you merit suffering as a murderer or thief or a criminal or as one who meddles in the affairs of others. For if you suffer for being a Christian, don't consider it a disgrace but a privilege. Glorify God because you carry the anointed one's name. For the time is ripe for judgment to begin in God's own household. And if it starts with us, what will be the fate of those who refuse to obey the gospel of God? It's interesting how Peter differentiates about suffering. Don't suffer as a murderer, a thief or a criminal. And he links that with meddling. Now, there's something most of us do understand. We meddle. Fess up, you wives. You meddle in your husband's life or lack of it with the Lord. And you suffer for it, don't you? Why not take Pete's advice and stop it? Cut you both some slack. Two-word counsel. Stop it and learn the lessons that Father is trying to teach you.